Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 90. Uh, getting them up there. I'm trying to get to 100 elite. You know, obviously, well, once I get to 100, then what? I'll go to 200. Uh, just keep getting them out for you guys. Just try to keep the content the best I can. I kind of think I talk about this right at the beginning. This episode is about addiction, and I myself have struggled with addiction. I actually went to treatment to try to kick some shit. And I'm over 200 and some days clean and sober. If you're out there and you are you're on the wagon, just, uh, just know that I'm proud of you and it's awesome that you are able to get rid of those negative addictions in your life and it relieves so much stress and anxiety, trust me. Uh, this, this podcast, I'm going to give a shout out to my buddy Theo again. If you guys are into fishing or just want to support a local podcast, they're out of Minot, North Dakota, good old Blast and Cast with my buddy Theo and I don't know his buddy's name right now off the top of my head. They have a great podcast. I, I enjoy listening to it. It's easy to listen to. And they have, I think, like 13 episodes out now. They're fucking flying along with them. And they get better with every podcast. So go ahead and listen to them. Give them a like. Give them a share. Uh, I, I get it on iTunes. I'm pretty sure they're probably on most platforms as well. The good old Blasting Cast. Huge shout out there to Theo and them. Other shout outs. Megan at Map Fitness here in Grand Forks has changed her subscriptions or subscriptions. Uh, you can get a membership at her gym and go month by month. I know before she was big on doing like contracts where you got to have like, if you got to have a six month or whatever, but because COVID is, is shutting down uh, sporting events, other things, she, she changed it up to get month by month. So if you guys want to go out there and just do a month, try it, check it out. It's a great gym. I'm uh, sad that she got rid of her cage, but I understand the reason for it. She's really, uh, she's done some remodeling, some, done some painting, got some, she's always getting new equipment. What's up, buddy? Our new foster here, Finland, call him Finny, uh, just fucking made a noise. He's trying to get my attention. He's a lover and he just likes attention and he's been through some shit. He cowers when you kind of yell at him. You can tell that he's probably been abused a little bit, but he is a sweetheart and he is, he's one of our better fosters so far. Shout out, I got distracted, shout out to Map Fitness. My other shout out always to PMA, Progressive Martial Arts, Josh and Ken. I know classes because of COVID are limited now, but reach out to them. Find out when you can get in and get started because jiu-jitsu changed my life. And it's just not uh, for the cardio, the health reasons, just to get back into shape. But you're also learning self-defense, and I can't preach it enough. Uh, don't be afraid to get in there if you're new at it and you feel like you're going to get your butt kicked because you're going to get your butt kicked in a good way. It's going to humble you, and you're going to feel good and... Those are the shout outs. Big thank you to all you guys who listen to my podcast. Hit me up, davespodcast1 at gmail.com if you want to be on or any questions or anything you want me to talk about. Dave's Podcast on Facebook, Dave Helmbrecht on Facebook, and Funny Welder on everything else and Funny Welder Gaming for the streaming. So hit me up. Uh, enjoy the podcast. Later. Hey, what's up, hey, everybody? What is going on, everybody? What's going on, everybody? What up, everybody? Welcome, welcome to the Dave Cast. Welcome back to Dave Cast. The Dave Cast. The Dave Cast. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for listening. Man, I cannot get a point across to save my life today, you guys. I'm getting emotional. Stop getting emotional, Dave. Listen to me, guys. I'm out of control. So, welcome to the Dave Cast. I'm gonna be your host, Dave Helmbrett. This was the first podcast. I hope you guys liked it. I love you guys, and thank you so much. Love you guys. Listening. Later. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. It is episode 90. Can you guys believe it? I've made it to 90 episodes of the podcast. And like I said, it's all about consistency. It's all about getting these podcasts out. I'm trying to make them 
entertaining in a way, informative, funny, you know what I mean? Like I'm just trying to give you guys the best content that I can uh, with what I got. You know, I live this kind of just relaxed, not crazy life here in North Dakota. There's not a lot going on. In, in, in terms of the government, in terms of the way this country is being run, COVID-19, there's a lot of crazy shit going on. And I've already ranted and raved about a lot of it. And I just don't, I don't want to talk about that the entire time. I don't want to make it a politics type podcast because one, I don't even know that much about politics. I'm not that in depth to it or whatever. I just can't. If I just go deep into politics, it makes me matter and matter. And this episode, I'm going to have a three minute rant where I talk about that stuff or whatever is on my mind just for three minutes. That way it doesn't, doesn't consume the podcast and become fucking toxic or just repetitive. Uh, today's episode is going to be about addiction. That's the topic that I chose. It's something that hits home with me because of my addictive personality and some of the issues I've went through. So as I go through uh, like the actual definitions of, of addiction and the things that go along with it, I'm going to throw in my own personal stories and my own personal experience with addiction. Uh, what's been going on with me? Me and Mike have been doing a lot of fishing on the Red River. There's a huge... Uh, hatch of mayflies in august believe it or not but these mayflies these little white flies or bugs that don't bite or anything they're just fucking annoying and when you're going down the river in the boat they're smacking you in the face and it looks like it's snowing there's that many and it kind of kills the fishing for a little bit a lot of the fish will eat the mayflies and not really give a shit about your bait or whatever you're throwing out. So the big cats have been biting slower. Uh, we've caught a few walleyes in this coolie that runs into the uh, river. For those of you who don't know, we have all these little, we have, it's part of the dike system. It's part of the flood control system for Grand Forks. I don't know if you guys know, but in 97, uh, Grand Forks had a really bad flood and it flooded the entire downtown and the Red, the Red River came up. I, I don't even remember how many feet it, it came over. It's uh, it smacks or whatever. Like it just came up. And it, it was a disaster, natural disaster. So since then, they've made this million-dollar dike system with these, you know, big dike walls. Uh, they have flood prevention stuff for downtown with these walls. Then they can put in barriers uh, just to help out if the river ever does uh, get that high again. And it gets high every year. Uh, every year, it kind of floods a little bit. The last few years haven't been too bad. And a lot of it has to do with the snowfall, how much snow we get. Uh, the river runs north, so if it's if you get a lot of snow down south or a lot of rain down south, it really makes the river come up. And then also uh, how how fast it thaws out uh, up north because the water can't flow that way if it's still frozen and all barged up by ice and stuff. So fishing's been a little slow, but it's all it's always good to get out there and just me and my buddy Mike, who's also a veteran, had him on the podcast before, and I want to have him on again. His love for fishing is ridiculous. He loves it more than I do, and that's crazy because I love fishing. And even if we go out and we don't catch anything, at least me and him got to hang out. We got to vent. We get to get shit off our chest and just joke and laugh and be around Mike, who is such a positive influence in my life. He's a good dude, uh, a good family guy. I need to spend more. I need to spend more time with people like him. And so if we can get out fishing and, and do that, it is, it is such a stress relief. It is good for us. With that being said, I still want to start this. I don't know if I'm going to call it Cats for Vets or if you guys can think of anything interesting, but I want to take veterans out fishing with me, uh, either on the Red River. We could even go to Devil's Lake. 
just take them out fishing. Maybe they don't have the means to, to go fishing. They don't know how to fish. Uh, they just don't have the, the knowledge of how to fish the Red River and how to catch the big cats. And I want to take them out, just go fishing with them. And with that being said, you know me, man, I like to fish. I like to talk. I like to have good conversation. One thing I learned from treatment is talk. We just got to talk about our issues, get them off our chest, uh, give each other pointers and point of views. Like I'm going to talk about addiction today and I've had addiction issues. If, if this person's struggling with addiction, I can give him some pointers on what, what helped me uh, become clean and sober for over 200 and some days, probably over 210 days now. And maybe they can give me some pointers. Maybe they're like, I'm 30 years clean. And that's like, man, what was it like at the beginning? What can you do to, to overcome these addictions and any other issues we might have with PTSD and our mental health disorders and stuff. So it's great to get out. And that's something I really want to do. I don't, I don't want to make money off of it or anything. I just want it to be like a nonprofit organization and take these people out and show them what it's like to get out and fish and just relax. And maybe while we're fishing, they can turn their mind off for a little bit and not think about all the stressors and crazy shit going on in their life. Oh, man. So I wanted to bring up a few podcasts back. I talked about Black Lives Matter and what they stood for. And people, you know, were like, oh, but they don't care about black crime. And the mailman must be here. Bailey. I love dogs. Hey, we got a new foster dog, too. Uh, we called him Finland. He's our sixth dog, so he's F. We had to think of a name, and I just Finland. I like to call him Finn or Finny. And he's like a husky mix of some kind. He's really pretty. Uh, he's, a, he's a sweet dog. He likes to chew on shit. we got to hide the shoes and everything else, and he likes to fucking chew on whatever. Comes the first yawn of the podcast, man. The Black Lives Matter thing, I really wanted to touch on it, and I kind of defended them in a way, and I'm, I'm to the point now where I really don't stand for what they stand for. Uh, obviously, I don't like uh, police brutality in any way against any race, but obviously, like, uh, towards minorities, it, it seems to be bigger, a bigger issue. It's always been an issue, and I don't... I don't think Black Lives Matter really cares about black lives. Uh, they're... they're, they're CEO or their their founder comes out and says they actually have Marxist uh, ideologies, which Marxism is, it's pretty much just trying to get your way using violence and threats. That is not the way to get through to people. Like if we see you looting and burning shit down, your cause goes to shit because now you're breaking the law and you're doing something wrong. You know, and I know people have said like, well, we've done our protests and we've done enough talking and nobody seems to care. So this is the way to get attention. But it's, it's, I told my buddy Mark on Facebook that you have to know your, your room. You have to know the crowd you're speaking to, the people you're trying to get attention. If it's going to be negative and it's just not going to, you know, it's not going to win them over to, to help you back your cause and stuff. And I'm, I know there's a bunch of people out there that are in organizations and groups, even Black Lives Matter, that do peacefully protest and try to go about it the right way. And just a few or a lot of looters and 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 rioters have kind of just killed that cause. And it's really sad. Uh, what I've said before is they have to stand up uh, against uh, the people that are trying to hurt their cause first before you can actually get your cause pushed through or, or get 
your cause out there for people to jump on board with you and, and have your back. You know, we should all have everybody's back, no matter race, nationality, or anything. Like, you should, if we're all Americans here, we want, if we want America to be a better place, we all have to succeed. You know, we can't hold anybody back. Uh, we have to help lift each other up. And I said that from the start. We have to support each other by, like, you guys listening to my podcast, giving me feedback, sharing and just helping me out, it like lifts me up, you know what I mean? So I try to do the same thing for other people. I, I watch certain streamers, share their stream, comment and get them talking and just help them out. And, and they do the same for me. And it's sometimes you got to reach out and help out other people and lift them up. And you don't always get the same in return. You do what you got to do. And the more we all do that, the better it's going to be. You know, like if a guy at work gets a promotion and you're butthurt because you didn't get one, you know, and that, that becomes toxic. You're just, you're just hating and you, and that doesn't help anybody, you know, cause now you got to work with that person. You're going to have attitude towards them or anything like just fucking be happy for them. Be like, man, you got that promotion. What'd you do to get that promotion? What can I do to get promoted? Pick their brain, you know, just freaking help each other out and don't be fucking toxic. Uh, with that being said, like I'm talking about streaming, I'm still streaming on Facebook. I'm on there almost every night. Uh, I've been streaming Apex Legends. I've been doing a lot of Minecraft. I get a lot of viewers with Minecraft. Still killing zombies, doing God's work. Uh, it's one of my favorite just chill games to get out of my head and just because I, I know all the steps to the map and Origins. I need to pick another zombie map and play it. But even if you guys aren't into video games or watching people play video games, feel free. Just give me some support. Stop by, drop a like, drop a share, and just or just comment. Or, and you just being there as a viewer, if you don't feel like commenting, bumps up the algorithm and more people can find my stream and then I get more viewers and eventually if I could have a streaming platform and make a little money playing video games that'd be awesome I'm playing them anyway with that being said video games addiction whether it's drugs alcohol food your fucking phone social media let's get into it hold on before I get into addiction let's do the three minute rant I almost forgot and I really want to get into this uh, three minute rant. I'm getting a phone call right now from a 701 number, but it's probably a trick uh, to try to look like a local number. I'm pulling out my stopwatch as we speak, and three minutes of ranting and raving about the shit that's going on in America. You ready? Here we go. All right. First, I want to talk about the fucking election that's coming up. You have Trump and you have Biden. Those are our two fucking choices. We have 300 million people in this country, and those are the two fucking people that we choose. If you don't see an issue with the system by now, and especially from last election, Hillary and Trump were our two fucking choices. I voted for Larry Johnson because I ain't voting for the lesser of two evils. It's still evil. This time around, you got fucking Joe Biden who can't even get a sentence out. They don't want him anywhere near the debates because Trump's going to destroy him. The left says we don't want him in the debates because Trump is just going to lie and manipulate and do what he does. And they both just beat the fuck out of each other. And if all the time they spent fighting or all the time the Democrats spent trying to get Trump out of office, they could have been helping their people. These Democratic cities are struggling. Uh, there's others, a lot of cities, a lot of places in this fucking country are struggling and uh, and especially with COVID-19, all these fucking people are out of work. They are, they're fucking financially just destroyed. They lost their businesses and they try to keep sending out this stimulus money, which is our fucking money anyway. We're one, we got to pay the shit back. But every time they do some sort of bill, whether it's the Republicans or the Democrats, they, they come out with all the, everybody's going to get $1,200 and that adds up to fucking 
400 million dollars but their fucking bill will be for a trillion or a, or whatever or a billion and not even half of the money goes to help the fucking people it goes to Demo- democrats want to send it to fucking art institutes or any of the the companies or the people their their fucking their their relatives that shit that own companies and they want to give them money because they're fucking lobbying and that's what that's what both sides do and then you got the fucking republicans who want to give all the money to big corporations and help them out when they're not fucking going under yeah they're probably taking a hit but like amazon right now they fucking amazon blew up because everybody's got they they couldn't go out for a long time or they're afraid to go out and they just order shit off amazon fuck man this you know what i mean so it's like our government isn't working for us they make it look like they are but they just fucking want to like Keep lobbying and giving money to these fucking people who help them out, but they're not trying to help us out. You know, and I, the more we, I don't know what we got to do. I don't know what we can do to fucking fix it or change it, but it's got to fucking change. And and you have this third party chick, Joe Jorgensen, running JoJo. They call her. Who when I, what I see is she has all these amazing points. And you know, politicians they fucking say what they got to say to get the vote. A lot of them say a bunch of shit and then get in office and don't fucking fix the problems that they said they were gonna fix. But she has all these awesome platforms that I do agree with, and she's going to get my vote this year. But, it, like, when you vote for a third party, it doesn't even fucking matter. People are going to vote red or blue no matter who it is, and that's fucking sad. Pick the better person. Pick the person that's going to help us. Don't just, you know, fuck, man. One, Trump. I used to kind of back Trump. I used to be like, man, he says shit off the wall. I know, and he's a little crazy. But, it, you know, our economy is as, is as good as it's ever been, which I don't fucking believe. I've listened to Peter Schiff who talks about we are just in this crazy economic bubble that's going to pop uh, because of student loans, uh, the FHA, housing assistance stuff. And it, it just blows my fucking mind when I listen to this guy talk. And we're in trouble, you guys. All right, I went over three minutes, but that was my rant. It is what it is, I guess. Uh, hopefully we can fucking come to a uh, – we can all start to figure this shit out. And I think social media, the technological error – era that we can pass along information and share like these videos of Trump being stupid and and not you know and not doing not acting very presidential you know and then you have like Joe Biden I can't even watch the videos of him sniffing children what the fuck why is he our presidential candidate you know and then he can't even fucking get a sentence out that he can't talk his onset dementia and people are like Trump's racist well you know what fucking most 70 year old white men which are both of them are probably a little fucking racist So why have those people anywhere near our White House? Why have them in charge? I'm still ranting. Fuck. (laughs) All right. Let's get into addiction. Uh, I'm going to break out the actual definition of addiction. It is a brain disorder characterized by compulsive engagement in regarding stimuli uh, despite adverse consequences. We can have addictions that don't have adverse consequences necessarily. You can be addicted to working out, addicted to eating healthy. Those things are, are healthy for you. They're good for you. They're going to relieve stress if you're healthy. Uh, if, you're, if one of your outlets is physical and you got to go to the gym and punch a bag for a while, that way you come home and you don't want to beat your kids. Not that you would, but you know, we've all had that feeling where you just want to fucking strangle somebody because they get on your nerves. Well, if you can go and get that out, it is good. But at the same time, if you're spending all your time in the gym, uh, all your money, I'll get into all this shit more even, but all your money on, on supplements or vitamins or whatever, and you don't have enough money to pay your bills or put food on the table, then it becomes, then there's negative consequences to your addiction. Uh, if you're spending all your time at the gym and not with your family, your loved ones, work, and those kind of things take a hit, then maybe you need to cut back on the gym more. 
so anything that has a negative consequence is what I'm getting at is is a negative is a bad addiction. So there are these four C's that come to addiction, and I know I talked we talked about them a lot in treatment. Uh, it's compulsion, craving, consequences, and control. So let's get into the first one, which is compulsion. The definition is the act or state of forcing or being forced to do something. That doesn't really fall into uh, addiction necessarily. It's an irresistible urge to behave in a certain way, especially against one's conscious wishes. So when it comes to addiction, whether you have a physical addiction where you have like you're, you're taking drugs or chemicals or alcohol and your body craves it, which we'll get into cravings next, but your body craves it and wants it uh, either to, to get that feeling of being happy, being numb, or to fight off withdrawals from physical from the actual physical addiction itself, which is usually drugs and stuff. But like I said, you could have that that anger, that rage building up inside of you, that anxiety that builds up. You know, if you don't get a chance to go out for your jog, your walk, your bike ride, go to the gym and lift some weights, or hit hit the mats and do some jujitsu or some MMA or, or whatever it is that physically makes you uh, feel better or relieve some of your anxiety. You know what I mean? So like if you have, you know, you anxiety, you know, cause or worry. If you worry about things, you usually don't engage in uh, compulsive disorders or behaviors. So people who have anxiety, which I do, so it kind of contradicts the addiction thing because I do have a really addictive personality. But people who have high anxiety usually don't become too addicted to things because if you are spending all your money on drugs, you're spending all your time doing this, it just kind of makes you more anxious because you know that you should be spending your money on things or eating healthier or doing or being around healthier things rather than being involved in, in negative consequential behaviors that have negative consequences. OCD, we can talk about that. Uh, obsessive compulsive disorder, repetitive behavior, either physical or mental rituals resulting in compulsion. I'm reading right now. I've got these notes and I know you guys know I don't ever read very much. It's usually just off the cuff, off the top of my head, but I did a bunch of notes for this podcast. So bear with me with the reading and I can't even read my own fucking handwriting. Uh, but the OCD thing is, and everybody's heard of like fucking crazy major OCD where people have to touch a door handle three times before they can open it. Uh, cleanse, yeah, I know people who are like just so, they like to have everything in order they like to have everything put back to where it was, their house spotless and clean. And believe it or not, but like doing that, having, having that OCD where you keep everything super clean, uh, it does relieve anxiety and it relieves stress because you have everything uh, in a, the way you want it. And you don't have to, you know, like if I got to go find the fucking tape measure, I know exactly where it is and I don't have to spend five fucking minutes looking for it and then asking Robin, where was the tape measure last? Where'd you last put it? And I ain't go find it. Or she goes and finds it right away. Probably because she used it last or something. I don't think she's ever actually used a tape measure in her life. What causes compulsion? Some of the things I know and I've heard before, uh, CTE, which is uh, chronic traumatic encephropathy, encephropathy or whatever. I had no idea what CTE even mean until I researched it for the podcast. Or traumatic brain injuries. People who struggle from traumatic brain injuries, head trauma, uh, usually become more compulsive. Uh, I myself am extremely compulsive. I don't plan for shit. I'll just up and go on a trip or up and go go do something uh, without really planning it. 
Uh, you know, if, uh, and with addiction, that becomes an issue when it's like, I'm doing good. I've been like 30 days clean and sober and you're just, somebody puts a drink in front of you and it's like compulsion. Like, ah, I can have one and you drink it and then you're just off to the fucking races again. Obsession with chemicals. Uh, pe- people with traumatic brain injuries are very prone to alcohol or drug use. Uh, it usually, if you have traumatic brain injuries, usually you're also struggling with some sort of mental health and getting that numb feeling, any sort of feeling at all from drugs and alcohol or whatever addiction you have, whether it's sex, porn, gambling, which people with traumatic brain injuries usually do have, uh, sex really falls on compulsion because you meet a girl who, or you run into someone, not necessarily a girl, you could be into whoever you're into and Next thing you know, you're having, you're like talked your way into having sex with them or hanging out with them until the point that you have sex and you just need to have that compulsion where you run into an attractive girl and you're like, or a chick that's just, you, she's ready to fucking put out, you know, there's those type of chicks out there that, that are lonely or they are looking for attention as well or another sex addict and you need to know, okay, I one if you're in a relationship, it's going to fucking crush your relationship probably end, end the relationship, cause tons of stress and anxiety and issues. And then there's STDs. Could you get the girl pregnant? And that's going to add on to even more stressors and stuff. Believe it or not, I don't know if I want to say I was a sex addict, but I was definitely, I definitely have this, this issue of wanting to feel loved. And it has a lot to do with mommy issues, uh, which we got into treatment and I found out a lot. Self-realization about why I was seeking out sexual partners because it was a form of, I felt it was the one time I could feel loved. Something I've overcome and something I've, I'm not doing anymore. And it is a huge fucking stress reliever, you know. And, and, and me and Robin and every relationship I've been in, uh, I've cheated. And it's not, I'm not proud to say that. I'm embarrassed to say that. That's fucking embarrassing that I couldn't can, you know, re- have a monogamous, monogamous relationship with anybody. The self-realization has, you know, came to light, and I realized, like, I'm not, I'm not gonna do that anymore. And like I was saying, it relieves stress. I don't have to worry about my girlfriend going into my phone and finding some chick texting me or writing me an email or hitting me up on Facebook. I don't have, to, you know, I don't have to hide anything. I don't gotta come home from just cheating and hide it or be afraid if she's gonna smell something, you know, smell perfume on me, you know, or she's in a bad mood and looks at me funny. You get, you're like, oh shit, does she know something? And it just adds to the stress. And it just fucks with your mental health. I just don't need that. And, and since stopping it, I've, it's a, light and, a night and day difference for me. It's, it's relieved so much stress and anxiety. Uh, you know, it's been awesome. And it should be awesome. Like, I shouldn't, and you shouldn't be out there fucking cheating, you know. If you have these same problems that I do, and that's why I talk about it, uh, reach out to me. Or just, you have to self, you have to have a lot of self-realization and realize why you're out seeking multiple sexual partners, whether you're in a relationship or not. It's not healthy. You know, and then, I mean, don't get me wrong. If you're not in a relationship and that's what you want to do, uh, you know, as long as you're not out fucking fucking with chicks' heads and or dudes' heads, whoever you're into, you know, you're not hurting other people in a way. Like, if you meet a girl and she she's down for casual sex, then, I mean, it's on you, you know. Like, if you get her pregnant and, you know, you wouldn't want to be in a relationship with her, it's going to add problems. Uh, she's also sleeping with other people. There's STDs that go around. There's ones you can never fucking get rid of. There's HIV, AIDS and shit that can fucking kill you. So just be smart about what you're doing to get back on track with compulsion. Your urges, these, this compulsion you have, you have to, to get it under control. And control is the fourth C, and we'll get into that here in a little bit. Another big issue with compulsion is suicide. Uh, a lot of veterans commit suicide at a rate of 22 a day. 
if not more. Somebody said the number is actually going up. Uh, and there's nothing more compulsive about suicide. You know, you might not even be suicidal or think about suicide. And I'm going to actually do a, an entire podcast about suicide. And I won't get into it too deep now. But there's nothing more compulsive about, you know, you, you've never thought about it or you do think about it all the time. But you just kind of, you know, shrug it off. And you're like, I do struggle with, you know, suicidal ideations all the time but I'm good at suppressing them but you never know one day you're really down or a really catastrophic event happens in your life you lose your job a loved one dies uh, financially you're in the just a shitter you might make that fucking terrible compulsion to actually to kill yourself one day and it's something you may never do any of you know if you had a chance to take it back it's something you would never do again or it's something you would normally never even think about but when you're down and out like that, you just compulsively pull the trigger and it is de de detrimental to everyone around you. People felt like they could have helped you. I'm not going to get into suicide that much. I could talk about it and I'm going to do a podcast very soon about it. I don't know what the next uh, topic is yet. Uh, I have a few written down and we could get into something that's uh, not so depressing like addiction and the negative things and suicide. Uh, some funnier topic or conspiracy theory type shit. Uh, craving is the second C, a uh, powerful desire for something we crave or for something. Uh, we crave things that make us feel good. Uh, obviously you have your natural cravings, which aren't, don't have negative consequences, food, water, you know, and a socially, so being social with people, uh, and, and social media isn't naturally being social with people. You're not sitting there. You're not face to face. You're not getting the real social uh, interactions that you you crave and you might think you are being on social media but you're not I don't think it's healthy at all if anything it's 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 antisocial antisocial media is what it should be called uh, in terms of addiction it, it may be a feeling you would you're addicted to uh, whether your dr the drug that you take is chemically addicting like they say weed isn't uh, physically or chemically addicting you really don't have big withdrawals from weed um, when you quit smoking weed you might have minor withdrawals. They say you get night sweats, uh, vivid dreams come back. And if you struggle with PTSD or nightmares or anything like that, uh, you might struggle at the beginning with some crazy vivid dreams coming back. And it can, it can be scary. It can be whatever. It doesn't last long. Uh, but what I'm saying is you get addicted to the feeling. You get addicted to the being high, uh, just being nonchalant, relaxed, not caring, about stuff, you know, and it does cause anxiety. So I don't know people who say I smoke weed for anxiety. It's like, I don't know, man. It, weed to me like creates paranoid. And so paranoia brings on anxiety. So I don't, I don't know. But then you have like your, your chemical addictions where you're craving, uh, your body just physically wants it. And you don't even know, you know, you know why, but it's like, man, like I've taken painkillers for my neck surgeries and stuff. And when the medication runs out, like the next few days, you're like, Ooh, I wish I still had some of those. And it's crazy. And, you know, and you might crave it to avoid the withdrawal. Uh, you start feeling sick. Opioids are big time. Heroin's like that. Uh, meth, you're just trying to avoid the come down and you don't want to sleep for three days. So you just keep taking meth to stay awake. And the longer you're awake, the more fucking negative consequences it has. And with that being said, the third C is consequences. And I think this is one of the most important parts of defining a negative addiction. And they say like if you actually if it's an addiction, it's already negative. But I don't I don't necessarily think I think you can have positive addictions like I talked about earlier. Uh, the definition of consequence of result or effect of an action or a condition in terms of addiction. 
they uh, usually refer to the negative consequences, like I was saying. Uh, I'm going to start off by saying financially, uh, if your addiction is costing money and it's going to cause more financial stress on you and your family and your loved ones, if you're not paying the bills, if you can't put food on the table, obviously that's going to cause some crazy stressors or uh, relationships. Your your old lady or your husband's going to leave you if you're if you're spending all this money and they might try to stick around and help you get over your addiction or, or fight it. But eventually you become toxic and they don't want to be dragged down with you and they're going to leave you and then you're stuck by yourself and who's going to want to get with an addict, other addicts, and then you're just fucking getting in a toxic relationship. You know, and, and then it can hurt your job. Like if you're showing up drunk to your job or you're on drugs or you fail a drug test and lose your job financially, now you don't have any money coming in. And if you lose your job over an addiction, okay, like a, an alcoholism or alcohol or drugs, you, what are you going to put them down for a referral? Like and the next job's going to call them and be like, we fired him because he fucking does drugs. He does drugs at work or he, he's high at work or he's drunk at work. He showed up drunk. They're not going to hire you. Nobody wants to hire somebody like that. And that's just going to add to your financial stressors and your financial problems. And that, with that being said, like caffeine, like I'm addicted to caffeine right now. I have a crazy caffeine addiction. I drink coffee. I've been drinking energy drinks again. I try to like take a few days off of them and just have coffee, which is more of a natural, healthier way to take it in. Uh, done no research, but bro science. Some people have always said to me like, uh, it's bad for your heart. You're putting stress on your heart. So you have that negative health uh, issues with it too. And I'm going to get into the health issues after in a, in a minute, but financially speaking, caffeine, like if you're stopping at Starbucks every morning and getting a $6 coffee every morning for 30 days, that's going to add up. That's going to be 180 days, $180 a month that you could have put towards savings. You could have put towards something healthy, a gym membership or whatever, and you're spending it on coffee, energy drinks. You know, they got the two for four, the three for five. They try to fucking con you into buying more of them. I think caffeine addiction is probably the biggest addiction in America. And I've quit caffeine a few times off and on, but I just end up back on it. I love the, I love caffeine and the feeling I get. And like I said, there's not too many negative consequences, probably bad for your heart, but I've never done any research. I don't know anybody who's died from, you know, too much caffeine or whatever, but later on in life, will it cause heart issues? Who the fuck knows? Doctors probably, I should have fucking researched a little bit more. Uh, tobacco, nicotine, uh, they got the vapes and all that shit now, um, <clears throat> adds up financially. And then that has a fucking negative, a very negative uh, health issue. You know, uh, tobacco causes cancer. Uh, these vape pens, they say, are, are very bad for your lungs, putting that vapor in your lungs all the time. You don't want to get cancer. You don't want your fucking lungs all fucked up and breathing is very important, obviously. So it has a big time negative health consequences and financial consequences. So if you, you know, if you can kick the nicotine, do that. I'm not, I'm fucking addicted to nicotine again. I've been, I started chewing and now I just do the snooze packages. So I, cause I spit a lot less, but now I'm swallowing this stuff a lot more. And people who swallow dip, they call it gutting it. Uh, you know, it's terrible for your stomach lining. People get ulcers eventually. And I already have some digestive issues, so I got to be careful with it. And I always say I'm going to kick it. Uh, I won't buy a can for a day. And then it's like, oh, I got to have it. And it's just, it's, you know, it's better than being on drugs and alcohol. I minimize my, my addictions and, and I can't be doing that. You know, I can say like, oh, it's just, ca it's just nicotine. And there's people out there addicted to drugs and alcohol that have way worse issues than me. So it's not a big deal. But I can't compare. I can't minimize. Uh, obviously, gambling, if you're an addiction to gambling, 
you are going to be, you're going to blow money. I know people who blow their whole paycheck in the first day gambling and they're just, and there are a few times that they've doubled their paycheck and they've won a bunch of money. And that's that addictive feeling you get. You get addicted to the feeling of winning and having that extra money in your pocket and you go back for more and casinos and stuff are set up that way. Some, some casinos in Vegas and especially Vegas give you free drinks. They want you to get drunk. That way you become more compulsive and you, and you make worse decisions when it comes to gambling. They have all these, there's no windows. So you don't know if it's nighttime outside and you need to get your ass out of there. Uh, there's blinking lights, music playing, things that put you in a, in this upper, in this better mood to, to want to fucking gamble and stuff. It's just crazy how they lure you in with, with the gambling. Me, myself, have been addicted to gambling. I stayed at the Santa Fe station in Las Vegas for three months. I was a, in, uh, I was a, a temporary instructor at Creech Air Base uh, out in uh, Indian Springs, Nevada, and it's just this tiny little air base. They do a lot of uh, unmanned aircraft training out there, and also it's, it's a big training base for pre-deployment for uh, security forces troops in the Air Force that are, are getting ready to go to Iraq, Afghanistan, or just deploy overseas. It's usually a requirement. You have to go through one of those trainings, and they have them all over the United States. Uh, that's just one of the main ones and the more popular ones. Well, a bunch of the canine handlers that were there got in trouble because they a female handler that was a student was going through the class and they got her to put on a canine thong and they took pictures of it. And they got evidence and they all lost their job because of it because that is not professional whatsoever. Uh, could be, you know, they could be abusing their power as instructors and this girl felt like she had to do it to impress them, something. And so they all got fired and they needed uh, instructors to come down there. So we went down like a, a month out before the class even got there to, to spin up on what uh, curriculum we were going to go through the, uh, what is that shit called in college when you get it at the beginning of class? Fuck. I can't remember. And I'm not going to remember right now. Uh, syllabus. I just remembered <laughs> you in your syllabus. You'll, you know, we had this course syllabus and we were running through it, figuring out what we were going to do, tweaking it uh, a month out before the class got there. So before the class got there, we didn't, we weren't out on the range all fucking day. Like when the classes got there, we were out there for over 12 hours at times. And we get home and they, we didn't have much time to, to, to wind down. And, and next morning we had to get right back out to Creech. Uh, while I was there, I got to do a lot of jujitsu, a lot of MMA training. Vegas is huge with their MMA gyms. They have so many. Team Couture's out there. Uh, the jujitsu gym, Drysdale has a gym. I could fucking probably sit here and think of a whole bunch living in his fucking Santa Fe station was, it was terrible. So I've never thrown craps before. That's what I became addicted to. I'm not a big blackjack fan, not a big poker fan, not a big slot machine fan, but watching people play craps and the excitement, the, the energy and all this, it's just crazy at the table when people are winning, when the dice are hot. And I sat there for a couple days before I even started playing because it is a very complicated game to play. There's a lot of bets. The odds are very weird on certain bets. Once I kind of learned how to play, I eased into it and just did, you know, I just played the line and I played the numbers. And eventually I got into hard numbers. You got C&Es. You had a whole bunch of shit you can get into. So many little side bets out there for with the dice hit. And for those of you who don't know craps, when it's when the game first starts, it's called coming out, and you put money on the pass line. Uh, that means that the dice are going to hit uh, four, five, six, eight, nine, or ten. Then once they throw the dice, uh, if they hit seven or eleven, 
you get paid when you're on the on the on the line when they're coming out. This is probably so fucking hard to explain. If you want to learn about craps, go to fucking Google and watch a video. Or go to YouTube and watch a video. I'm not gonna sit here and explain it because it is it is pretty complicated. And you know they'll throw the dice and you'll be like, we lost. I don't even know why we lost. I always struggled financially. Didn't have a lot of money, and then here I am, TDY, and they're giving us like a hundred and some dollars a day per diem. So I'm actually making money while I'm there, but I'm blowing it. Uh, gambling. And there was a time I won $2,300 at the table and walked away with a bunch of money. And then, but in the end, I'm, I'm almost positive I lost money in the end. And we had, you know, and I wasn't trying to drink while I was there because I was actually in a fight camp and was doing a lot of training. But there was this fucking club in the fucking, on the first floor called the Revolver. I was there during Halloween and these chicks, all these chicks showed up in mini skirts and they had fucking schoolgirl night and, you know, and they have sexiest costume night. It was fucking off the chain and Vegas itself became addicting and I, I fell into some of the traps. Uh, obviously, I didn't continue gambling when I got back to Grand Forks. Uh, I could have went and played blackjack or go find a casino here and there. And I just, I, I overcame it and just didn't, didn't have the money to do it and realized uh, I needed to kick it. So with it just being easily accessible uh, and that with any addiction, you know, if you have alcohol in the house and you're trying to kick alcohol, it's not going to work. You know, if you're trying to quit smoking and you have cigarettes, it's not going to work. You got to distance yourself from those things. With that being said, health, you know, obviously drugs and alcohol are terrible for you. Uh, you know, a drink, you can overdose on drugs. You can actually overdose and drink yourself to death. Liver issues with alcohol, uh, nicotine, you know, the cancer and stuff I talked about. Uh, it's just, it's really not good for you, for your health, you know, and I talked about weed earlier and a lot of people are like, weed doesn't have as many negative health consequences. And I think that's a reason a lot of people, uh, smoke as much weed or, or eat, you know, you can do whatever as much weed as they do because they don't feel the negative consequences. They don't wake up the next day feeling hungover, feeling like shit. Like you can smoke a bunch of weed and wake up the next day and feel just fine. Uh, some days you're kind of groggy and out of it or whatever, any, anytime you're breathing anything into your lungs, they have uh, THC vape pens, you know, and, and the dab oils and stuff. Anything you're breathing into your lungs can't be good. But I did research, I did read this thing or saw this thing about uh, Snoop Dogg had his lungs checked out and they said his lungs were just fine. You know, and he smokes a lot of blunts, which is tobacco as well. You know, and I find that hard to believe. Maybe I just made that shit up. I don't know. But I did remember somebody saying or hearing about uh, Snoop Dogg's lungs were fine and he fucking smokes tons of weed all the time. Joe Rogan smokes a ton of weed and he's a big supporter of it. But even he says any, you know, you can get addicted. Anything can become negative if you're spending too much money on it. You're spending all your time smoking weed and not being, you know, and if it makes you lazy or not motivated to, to be out with the positive people in your life or to be at work or to do, to get shit done, you know, around the house, chores and things you need to get done are just going to add on to your mental, they're going to build up and it's going to hurt your mental health as well. So you have, you know, you're going to have stressors and anxiety, your financial stress, if you're spending all your money on drugs and alcohol. I'm going to take a real quick drink of my coffee. And slurp it for you guys. That way you guys can actually hear me drinking it. For you audio people out there, I'm actually recording the video. The last episode I did, I, I hit record and then I didn't think it was working. So I think I hit record again and stopped it. And I didn't actually get a video to put it up on YouTube, but I'm going to go back and I'm going to watch and see, see what's going on with this and see if I want to put it out on YouTube. Uh, some people like to watch. Uh, my buddy Tanner, like I said on the last podcast, he's like, dude, seeing you talk and the way you're, you can just see your energy coming out of you, it's like it's almost better. 
Oh man, the, the negative consequences. I hit on health. You know, if it, if it's hurting your health, uh, if you're going to the gym too much and you're not, not getting enough rest time, you could be hurting your body. Jail. You can go to jail if you're doing illegal drugs and and, and you're drinking too much. You can get a DUI. Uh, you uh, could get you know you get caught with the drugs and they're illegal. You're gonna go to jail. You're gonna you might do some time in county. Uh, if you have too many, if you have a lot of fucking drugs on you when you get caught, you can do a lot of time. And they don't fuck around with that stuff. Even if it's your first time, you're like, ah, it's the first time I've been busted. The first time I've ever been in trouble with the law. They'll give me a slap on the wrist. You never know, man. You get a a, a judge or that day that's just feeling like he needs to make an example of you or he's just an anti-drug kind of person, they could sentence you for, you know, fuck, you might sit in county for a year. Imagine losing a year of your life just hanging out in county jail. Fuck, that would be terrible. Robin used to work in there and she said, county's terrible. I know people that have been in prison and they said they'd rather be in like a big prison than be in county because you're really locked up in county. And I, I just keep, and I can't stress enough on stress enough on the stressors of it. It adds on stress, you know, like, uh, like I said, with the sex addiction, if you're in a relationship and you're cheating, you're always worried that you're going to get caught and your relationship's going to end. Uh, you, you got to worry about getting STDs and other stuff. And I already hit on it. And I just, this podcast is already over 40 fucking minutes. And I don't know, I might, I always say my podcast should probably be about 30 minutes tops. That's the most somebody could probably handle of me talking and ranting and talking about bullshit but uh, let's move it along uh i haven't actually really hit on uh, uh our phones youtube facebook social media Be, you know i hit on it a little bit earlier but it caught you know if you're sitting there addicted to your phone you know i see these people out at, at dinner and instead of having a good conversation with their dinner guests their kids or whoever's with them they're just glued to their phone the whole time and that's not creating good memories you know, I'm, I'm fucking guilty of it. I'm always on my phone. I'm looking at it, but there are times when I can put it down and, and, you know, just try to stay away from it for a while. Whether it's, I'm listening to podcasts on it. I'm on social media, arguing with people. I've joined a few new groups for gaming and streaming and whatnot to try to promote myself or just, or just get, get in with some other streamers and gamers and see what they have to say about stuff, some pointers and stuff. But yeah, our phones are ridiculous. And I, I don't know if it's going to destroy America or what. We need to come around and realize, like, you know, and, and the crazy part about it is even with video games, video games can become crazy addicting. If I'm sitting here for 12 hours a day playing video games, it, you know, I could be out spending time with positive people or my kids or just doing more stuff that is healthier for me. Uh, while I like I like I said, if I'm gonna sit here and play the video games, that's why I stream. It helps me get that attention that I need in a way. It's like a, a, a void that I fill, and it probably comes back to the mommy issues and stuff. I'm sure, but I like to sit and talk. I like to entertain, and it is a way for me to try to do that uh, with the resources that I have. You know, I don't have any comedy clubs to go to. Uh, it's just it's my way to putting it out there. Same with this podcast, you know and. If I spent all my time researching for podcasts and not doing healthy things, it could be negative. Control. Uh, I believe this, is this the last one? The last C is control. Obviously, you know, control is a power uh, to influence or direct people's behavior or course of events. I read that like a fucking robot. If you're controlled by your addiction, then it is obviously a negative addiction. If if you can't tell yourself, I can go have one drink or a couple of drinks socially with some friends and then 
not get hammered drunk or hit it hard or, you know, start drinking again and going home and drinking more. And then next thing you know, you're drinking in, in the morning and drinking all day. Uh, if you can't take a few days off, you know, especially if you feel the urges are, are like a chemical dependency, you really got a problem and it's just really a, a willpower. You know, like I said, I'm over 200 and some days clean and sober and I, I joke about it. I'm like, I fucking hate it. It's boring. I just want to get drunk and feel drunk and get that feeling of just woo, you know, or I want to get high and just be numb for a while and just whatever, but it's not going to help me, you know, and I, I, the biggest part of it is my streak. I'm all about, I don't want to break that streak. I don't want to fucking go have a drink and then tomorrow start over at day one. And I know myself, I know that I cannot just have one. I know if I just have a drink and I'm like, whoa, I fucking miss that feeling. I'm going to want that feeling all the time. And I got to keep myself in check. I got to have control over my addictions and just knowing that I have an addictive personality, I can fight through it and not start, you know, not go down that negative uh, addiction road. Uh, people addicted to food, junk food, sugar, uh, that's just bad for you. And it's, it's got its negative consequences. You're going to get fat. Yeah, it's going to cause heart issues possibly. We just have to take control. I think that's it, man. Um, I think I've touched on a, a few things. I've given some personal, I, you know, personal things about addiction that I've, I've been addicted to. Uh, I, I have everything against me. People with PTSD usually have some sort of addiction. Uh, the head injuries, the head trauma I've taken from the military from fighting. It's just uh, I have to really keep myself in check. I have to catch it, check it, change it. Uh, this was addiction. Hopefully I got through it without sounding like a robot when I was reading and using my notes. I had like three pages of notes for this. And, and maybe it comes across better. Maybe I'm not bouncing around and I'm not so distracted. Thank you guys so much for listening to my podcast. I cannot thank you uh, enough. I when, I when somebody says I listen to your podcast and I didn't even think that that person would ever be a fan or listen to it, it, it warms my heart up a little bit. I'm not just doing this for nothing. People actually are entertained. People like my point of view on things. People might not always agree with me, but they understand that you don't always have to agree with someone to 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 support them, to be on their side. If if I say anything that you guys don't agree with, please let me know. Dave's podcast one at gmail.com. Send me an invite. I am Funny Welder on everything else. Funny Welder Gaming. Come check out my stream. Drop a like. Drop a share. A comment. Just viewing helps. Yeah, Dave Helmbrecht, Dave Helmbrecht on Facebook, Dave's podcast on Facebook. Thank you guys so much for listening. I cannot stress it enough. Uh, I really do appreciate you guys. Uh, until next time, later.